Oh my God, look at this. Throughout its history, on an annual basis, Uber has never made a profit. Wow. I thought Uber was going bankrupt, but things have changed drastically. Uber is now a profitable company. It has generated almost a billion dollars in free cash flow in the last quarter, and the company is expected to join the S&P 500 index on December 18, 2023. Things are looking good on the financial statements. What has changed? Is Uber a buy now? Let's talk about that. founder and CEO of Stockard, a fintech startup from California that helps you do your fundamental stock market research better and faster. On this show, I share detailed fundamental analysis like today's episode on Uber or fascinating investing-related stories like the episode on how Charlie Munger used to invest. If you are new here, join us by subscribing. Uber is now a much different company than just a ride-sharing business. It offers a variety of rides, ranging from riding with your pet to riding on a two-wheeler on tricycles in certain markets. It delivers food to your door and works with businesses for their travel needs. It has entered the advertising market and divested from unprofitable technology development units. It has a rational and a steady CEO while its CFO is leaving, but it is expected to join the S&P 500 index very soon, thanks to becoming a gap profitable and free cash flow generating enterprise. Let's break down Uber's fundamental strengths. Uber has transitioned from losing almost $5 billion of negative free cash flow in 2019 to generating nearly $1 billion in free cash flow in the latest quarter. Free cash flow is calculated by taking net income, adding non-cash expenses such as stock-based compensations and interest expenses, and by removing capital expenditure from the formula. It's important because it indicates whether the company's business model is profitable regardless of its interest cost and long-term investments. With that financial metric, Uber is now a nicely profitable company. Why? What has changed in its financials? Tracing back free cash flow to its components and comparing it with last year's same period reveals a big jump from operating activities. And if you trace that back through its elements, you see a jump in net income and accrued insurance reserves. Putting cash in reserves for possible future claims against your operations is likely a one-time activity and you add it back in free cash flow calculations. If we put that aside, most of the free cash flow change is from net income. Let's trace back that number to its component. Two factors impacting positive net income, higher revenue and lower sales, marketing, general and administration expenses. Those are good signs. The cost cutting makes sense and is easy to understand. The company eliminated unnecessary operations and cut back its headcount and reduced marketing and advertising expenses. 
Why is the revenue up by almost $1 billion in the latest quarter? Understanding the drivers of revenue growth can give us a good sense of where the company is headed. Uber has had a few quarters of a steady double-digit gross booking growth. According to the company's CEO, the growth is thanks to a strong travel season because travelers are among the most steady segments of Uber's customers. And the strength of travel segment has even surprised Uber's executives. CEO Dara Khosrowshahi talks about how future growth comes from international expansion, subscription to Uber One subscription program with 15 million members who use multiple Uber products more often than others, and the introduction of new products such as Uber for teenagers, Uber for pets, and so on. Like most other tech companies with direct access to customers, Uber has also entered the advertising market and is now generating revenue from ads, aiming to reach $1 billion plus in ad revenue. On the profitability side, Uber is relatively cost-effective at its core because it doesn't own its taxi fleet, making it easier to scale and grow efficiently into new markets. The company should be able to maintain its lean operations as it grows its business. Uber CEO correctly explains that the company has to learn to operate lean and grow to keep its profitability when the demand curve goes through a downturn. Uber has more than $8 billion in cash and cash equivalent versus $10 billion in total debt. However, the company has taken all the recorded steps to reduce its high interest debt, such as a 7.5% $1 million convertible senior note due in 2021 by raising $1.5 billion in low-cost convertible notes in November 2023, effectively strengthening its balance sheet. On the risk side, Uber is still a highly indebted company with almost $10 billion in debt, as we just talked about. Even though it is profitable, its debt affordability factor is about five times. It means the debt is more than five times the company's EBITDA at this point, and that's not a good sign. Additionally, the company has always been fighting regulatory backlashes in several markets. For example, this year, Uber and its competitor Lyft were forced to pay drivers $328 million in wage disagreement settlement. You also see the impact of such regulatory backlashes on the company's financial statement in the form of one-time payments and reserve allocation for future lawsuits and settlements. Assuming driverless taxi and drone deliveries are the future of taxis, by divesting from that business unit, Uber may soon get disrupted by new competitors such as Tesla. In a way, the company is sacrificing future market leadership over today's profitability. But at the same time, with today's profitability, there is a company that can lead the market in the future. While technological competitive advantage is a concern, Uber seems to be on the right track. 
We are down to valuation assessment. Since Uber has recently become profitable, its PE ratio is extremely high, above 100 times. Its forward PE, which takes future earnings to calculate the PE ratio, is still high at above 50 times. Their price to sales ratio is hovering near four times, indicating investors believe Uber will be much more profitable and a bigger company than it is right now. The primary ride-sharing market is expected to grow by 7% and food delivery by 22% per year. Combining the two, Uber operates in a market with an average rate of 15% compounded annual growth rate. With that growth rate, Uber would take 10 years to grow its revenue by four times. So for the valuation to make sense, Uber needs to keep growing top line and expand its profitability simultaneously. This is an over-optimistic valuation. Honestly, I am very impressed by Uber, mostly because I had no idea this company was on such a nice fundamental track record. I am worried about its debt and valuation, but I appreciate its ability to keep growing and the CEO that has proven himself to be a reliable leader. Would I buy it now? I don't think so. There is too much good news compiled about Uber at this point. The recent profitability, the news of joining S&P 500, and revenue growth that has even surprised the CEO and his team per their own confession during their latest earnings are examples of those good news. I want to buy Uber when no one is talking about it. For that reason, it goes to my watch list at this point. Last week when I broke down the fundamental reasons behind Affirm's 100% stock price jump, I told you that in 2024, I plan to revamp my personal portfolio and only hold a maximum of 20 stocks. That makes me very conservative in saying yes to stocks with lots of debt or high valuation like Uber. To see if a firm made it to my 20-slot portfolio, last week's episode is a good next video to watch now. Let me know in the comments what you decide to do with Uber as a stock, and I'll see you next time.